Welcome to Get Up In The Cool, old time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Jesse Partridge. We recorded this after the Ole Old Time Festival at Jesse's house in Olympia, Washington. Get Up In The Cool is sustained by its listeners. If you like the show and want me to be able to keep making it, please support Get Up In The Cool on Patreon. Just go to getupinthecool.com, click Patreon, and choose your exclusive rewards. Shout out to Evan Coombs for supporting the show. Get Up In The Cool is a labor of love, but I need it to be more than that because it's my job. So thank you, Evan. Your help means a lot to me. Also, Black Creek Fiddlers Reunion has been supporting Get Up In The Cool for a long time, both financially and as a host for some of the show's best episodes. As an organization, they were among the first to get the show and understand the capacity for Get Up In The Cool to preserve old-time music and culture. So I wasn't at all surprised to learn that the 2019 reunion will be their 20th year. They're fantastic organizers and community builders, and I'm so grateful to be among the many people who have benefited from their hard work. They just raised their pledge amount, which is so helpful, so I wanted to give them a shout out. Thank you, Black Creek Fiddlers Reunion, for your stalwart support and encouragement. I really wish I could come this year. I miss y'all quite a bit. Everyone on the Upper East Coast should go to Black Creek every year. You can find out more info at blackcreek.oldsongs.org. I also want to thank Elderly Instruments in Lansing, Michigan for sharing Get Up In The Cool online with their customers and dramatically increasing the reach of the show. Next time you need an instrument upgrade or new music gear, visit their online store at elderly.com. I'm going on tour in the second half of April with Jake Blunt. We're playing seven or eight shows between Baltimore and Portland, Maine, so be on the lookout for those specifics when they emerge. Remember to stick around for the outro, and I'll tell you more Get Up In The Cool news and how to keep up with my guests' projects and performances. But first, here's my interview and jam with Jesse Partridge. Enjoy. Thank you. 
cool. Jesse Partridge, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you so much for having me. So we're in Olympia, Washington, Washington State, if you're on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, this is the Sunday of the Olympia Old Time Festival, the Oli Old Time Festival, not Ollie. I've been saying it wrong uh, for some reason. Oli Old Time. Yeah. Uh, so right when I got in on Friday, um, they were giving out a special award. Was it? What's the name of this award? The Fiddle Pie Award. Fiddle Pie Award. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, they gave it to you, and it, you were gifted this pie with, I think, a fiddle... Fiddle F-holes carved in the <laughs> <Yeah>. crust. <laughs> and you were gifted uh, by, like, a whole gaggle of um, adolescents um, <laughs> who seemed extremely grateful to you for uh, being involved in their lives and mentoring them in uh, this music. I was so touched. It was... So it was fun. really touching to watch. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, that's the guy that I'm supposed to record. Awesome. Uh, This is a great first thing to talk about. Uh, So how long have you been here here doing Olympia? (laughs) Well, I've been here a lot longer than I've been here doing that. Um, I grew up in Olympia. And I, um, so I've got pretty deep connections to the community. And I went away to college and came back and started playing, started playing old time music around about that time. Cool. So I've been When you left or when you came back? About, you know, uh, about the time I came back, maybe. Yeah. 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 So uh, so I've been in the Olympia community playing fiddle for 15 years or so yeah. now. Did you grow up playing violin? No, I grew up playing piano, actually. Oh, great. Yeah, so I took up fiddle as an adult. and uh, Awesome. And, uh, <laughs> every, every story I hear of that, I'm just like, someday. It can be done. <laughs> it can be done. <laughs> it can be done, for sure. Um, so you uh, grew up playing piano, uh huh, classical piano, jazz. Would you do? classical piano? I'd say, yeah. yeah. And then you know, as a teenager, I taught myself how to play guitar, and but I really wanted to play fiddle. Why? Most people don't even have it on their radar. I think. Wow, that's a really good question. I I think it's it's a weird combination of factors. Just being exposed to fiddle players, and I I knew people who played fiddle, and uh, and just seeing it you know, in the popular culture and in literature and stuff, something inside me just like was really drawn in that direction. And uh, I don't think I've ever quite, I don't think I've ever wanted anything as much as I wanted to be a fiddle player. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's huge. It was a really, I mean, it has to be huge. Like you have yeah. to learn how to play an yeah. instrument as difficult as the fiddle. You have to be so drawn to it. So, so um, you're saying there's fiddle around you growing up. I really didn't, I don't, I can't think of any examples of like fiddling, in my life growing up, but when I, so this is such an interesting community, mm-hmm. just watching it. It's mostly locals, it seems like, when, when at this festival, um, and there's so many kids playing yeah. uh, this music. It, I, I guess I'm wondering how long has old time music and fiddling and traditional music been like a part of Olympia, and was it when you were a kid? Yeah, I think it really was. I think when I wanted to when I wanted to get involved in it, all I had to do was just tap into what was already there. Why is it a thing? What was it back then? How long has this music been played here? Boy. Because it wasn't in Hillsborough, Oregon, as far as I know, uh-huh. where I grew up. Yeah. So I didn't get to have, like, you know, I, di- I didn't even think that that was an option. It's hard to say how it how it came here. I mean, it might have something to do with the fact that the Evergreen State College is here, you know? I think... People talk about the great folk scare of the 60s when, like, 
the folk scare? The, the great folk scare. Yeah, haven't you heard that con? That no, uh, this the I've never heard the word scare associated with it. Why? Well, it's I think it's just a humorous way of saying that like sometime in the '60s, like people got really interested in in folk traditions right. <laughs> that had not been quite so much anymore, um, or at least they'd sort of fallen off the radar a little okay. bit and kind right. of came came back in the '60s. And so I think maybe uh, Greeners, Evergreen students, were. Uh, maybe a part of that. That makes sense because uh, Evergreen is sort of like a progressive alternative college, right? Yeah. Like I don't know that much about it. But it's got it's it's got. I that know a couple of people anyway. who go there. Yeah. <laughs> who went there? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's yeah. got that reputation and that history. And so sure. those are the kind of people who maybe would have latched on to the. Yeah. The scare. <laughs> and when I was a kid, my mom worked at uh, at Chaos uh, Chaos Radio, um, which is out there at the um, at the college, and, and is, is kind of tied in with the culture out there at the college. And um, and so when I was a kid, like it was mostly folk music on on Chaos. It yeah. was like Irish music. There was like two or three Irish shows, and you know bluegrass music, and um, that was so. Of course, my mom worked at the station, so she always had the radio on to yeah. to Chaos. Yeah, and uh, so. That's part of how I heard so much fiddle music growing up. And there were all kinds of jams in town. Like, I think my parents took me to something called Apple Jam that used to happen in the Olympia in the 80s that um, that was, like, a, just a big... Everybody got together in a great big room and Is played that short for Appalachian? I don't know. Okay. I was, like, four years old, <laughs> yeah, so okay. I wasn't... I didn't know all the... So you were around big jams. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was okay. around people playing music and performing music, for sure. So at what point... Did was it? Did it go from just exposure to I've never wanted anything more in my life than to be a fiddler? Yeah, like, was there some sort of like conversion moment or like? You know, I could tell you, I could tell you some obscure little stories of things that happened to me. Like I remember this one time um, at my high school. Like I was just hanging out outside um, with some folks that I sort of vaguely knew. Some of them were really good friends of mine, and some of them were sort of distant acquaintances. And uh, this kid pulled out a fiddle and started playing it. And he was like in the, he had his fiddle with him because he was in the orchestra probably at the school. But um, but then he, he was also a fiddler and he started playing this fiddle music. And it was just so nice hanging out with these people and this kid playing these fiddle tunes. It was just so pleasant. That might, maybe was, a, was like one little moment that kind of turned me in that direction. And there were just so many little moments like that in my life that... Yeah. My my sister actually took fiddle lessons when I was a when I was a kid, you know. So when I was like eleven and twelve, my sister was doing fiddle, and I wasn't really drawn to it at that point. And she kind of turned her turned to other things eventually. Yeah. But then some somewhere like after that, it just suddenly became something that was really important to me. Hmm. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it did. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could give you more like specific context. Like here's the recipe for creating creating this draw towards fiddle music. But. Yeah, it sort of seems like you were just sort of steeping in it and then at some point it was just the tea was ready. <laughs> yeah. I I guess that's it. Yeah. Yeah, and I I I really do wish that there was more of a that it was easier to put your finger on exactly what makes people drawn to these traditions because a big part of my goal in life is to propagate these traditions to other people and to you know get people excited about traditional music and sometimes sometimes it takes and sometimes it doesn't and yeah. it's, it's just kind of random it's just sort of a combination of factors that makes people interested in a certain thing like traditional music 
Let's play another tune, and then I want to ask you about uh, yeah how to how to teach this music, how how you teach this music, and how you got into uh, sharing it, and I guess not only just teaching the mechanics of it, but how to like it and how to engage with it. Okay, I think that's really important, and it seems like you do a really a really good job at that. I try to. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so let's uh, yeah. What do you want to play next? Uh, well, let's let's play Hangman's Reel because talking about talking about teaching. The teaching that I've done, I feel like I'm like I've like there's a lot of people in this community who have learned Hangman's Reel from me. I think I originally learned it from a guy named T Claw who used to live here. And he used to live here. Yeah, did you know T Claw? I hear his name all the time, and it's a name that I remember because it's T Claw. Yeah, (laughs) but I've never actually met him. I think I've seen a picture of him. He's a remarkable person. And you, you were asking about, like, you know, why was it that there was this fiddle music community okay. that I could plug into? And when I first started getting into playing old-time music, T-Claw lived here in Olympia, mm. and he was, like, just generating love of old-time music everywhere he went. Mm. Everything he touched turned into this big party around old-time music. Okay. So. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he's very important Yeah, <laughs> to so a I, lot of people's old-time I, history. I learned this tune from him. All right. Hangman's real. Thank you. 
Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, uh, I I don't know if I've ever like on the show given into the the like But that's like a such a like a a, like perfunctory like like fun part of the like a festival thing in the tune and uh-huh. I think it just finally broke through I was like I gotta do it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's great I love the way the the C part builds with that five chord yeah <laughs> you had some good harmonies in there too oh thanks I love that that your uh your version of this is really really different than I'm used to is it really yeah like where the chords land I like it a lot uh-huh. that's every I, I think there's just like so little to this tune yeah, um, maybe so. That that there's it's so open for interpretation. And I think that's really cool about it. I think sometimes us melody players too will shift like little tiny things in the melody and not realize that it makes a, di- a big difference yeah. for what chords you're playing if you're a chord player. Yeah. So. All right, I'm going to play this with T-Claw someday. Yeah. <laughs> See what he does. <laughs> um, so, uh, 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 Fiddle Pie, why, do, why did you get this award? <laughs> I, I'm pointing to a sticker on my case with a, a fiddle pie. Yeah, it says "Oli Old Time." Yeah, it's sort of our logo. It's yeah. like it's like the if the if the fiddle pie. I mean, if the Oli Old Time Festival has a has a trademark, it's the fiddle pie with the f holes cut in the crest. Can I ask what kind of pie was it? It's it's an apple pie. It's always, always a, an apple pie. I, yeah, yeah. An apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it if there's a relationship there, but yeah. <laughs> to the word Appalachian. Yeah. But, um, I'm just projecting onto it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, sometime in the distant history of the Olympia Old Time Festival, somebody made an apple pie and cut fiddle F-holes in the crust, and it's been sort of a tradition ever since. Yeah. And they've been giving out the award for the past, I guess this is the fourth year they've given it out um, at the Olympia Old Time Festival and actually given a fiddle pie to someone. Um, as a, And it's, oh, it's such a nice thing. It's just like it's a recognition of... Um, of people who have uh, who've just like put like contributed to the old time to to the community in some way, and so people who've gotten the award in the past are uh, Anthea Lawrence, who is a wonderful fiddle teacher and just like a mm. mover and shaker and a generator of culture in Olympia. She was the first one, and then John Flory got it last year. Did you, uh, do you know John Flory? I don't know John. He is a great banjo player who lives in Olympia and he hosts a jam and he has a mailing list where he sends out information about your podcast I think oh great occasionally is <laughs> promoted John. on his mailing list <laughs> and uh and uh just all kinds of stuff he's just a he's a, an amazing person it'd take mm. it'd take hours to talk about all the things that John Flory does well, and then Char- should interview. <laughs> yeah yeah you, should, yeah, you totally good, should actually good. and then Charmaine uh, got the got the award um one year so so just to, to like be honored in the same with the same award that of, as those people is a real real special thing yeah I was very flattered and honored so yeah I guess what is what is your like role like what does that look like on a week-to-week basis like what are you doing around here that make people so indebted to you yeah <laughs> well you? not enough in my opinion but um to to really be uh worthy of that award but i do you know i try to be as involved in the community as i can and you know this kind of music is really important to me so i'm always trying to share it with people and get people excited about it mm. so you know i do teach uh music um just you know private lessons and i also teach at a school um I'm a, oh is it at the our 
Not not Arbutus. Okay. Um, at a, I teach at the Olympia Waldorf School actually. Oh, neat! And I just teach. Great. They hired me. They hired me to teach their orchestra program. So I just do. Oh, cool! It's kind of a, in many ways, it's just a normal orchestra program. But I also do a lot of fiddle music as part of it. Awesome. And, uh, um, and another thing that I do, uh, is I lead a community band every year. That's hmm. it's it's a. Um, it's a. It started off as a, a fundraiser for the Olympia Contradance community, which, like many small town contradance communities, takes in money at the door but can never meet its expenses. Sure. Um, so there's a fundraiser every year where uh, just a community band plays for free, and uh, it's been going on since longer than I've been a part of it. But I just some somehow wound up being the person who leads it every year. Is this like a? Um like a wind ensemble kind of band? Like, what do you mean a band, a community band? Well, it's a contradance band. It's a contradance, okay. Yeah. When I hear the word, like, a community band, I think trumpets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's a contradance band that puts on a show? Yeah, that plays for a contradance. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a, okay. Yeah. And, uh... So the, the fundraising event is... It is a contradance. A, a contradance, great. Yeah. That makes more sense. And the, the only difference is that they don't have to pay the band, because the band is just is a bunch of people from the community who that volunteer to play for Okay, free. great. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, we meet every... We, we rehearse every year and get everybody up to speed, and yeah. it's a cool opportunity to play for a contradance if you've never done it before it was my first experience playing for a contradance yeah. which is something that i do a lot of nowadays yeah. um but it got me into it um the olympia volunteer string band is what it's called <laughs> great so that's it's like a fire <laughs> it reminds me of like a firefighting yeah <laughs> yeah totally volunteer <laughs> volunteer fire brigade yeah. volunteer contradance brigade equally important yeah <laughs> Um, and I was also involved in uh, organizing the Olympia Old Time Festival for many years. I Great. think right from the early from the early how, days. How long has it been a festival? This is our eleventh year. Great! It's amazing. We had our tenth anniversary last year, and we were like, "Wow, we've done ten years. Are we going to keep going? We've we got ten more years in us. I think it's I think it's going to go on indefinitely. It seems very sustainable because it's like extremely multi generational. Uh huh. And as far as I could tell. A lot of people, like, it, it's a multi, it's sort of multidisciplinary. Like, the people who were there, there were a lot of really good musicians uh-huh. in attendance, and a lot of non-musicians, uh-huh. and then sort of, like, everywhere in between. Totally. And it seems like everyone is, a diversity of, like, reasons to be a part of the community, I feel like is a really important part of, like, a community. Thank you so much for saying that. That's, I think that's a really good insight, and I think that's that's part of what makes the Oli Old Time Festival such a cool thing. And what makes it sustainable is that any wherever you are in your journey as a musician or your relationship with music, you know, hopefully there's a place for you there. I think the festival does a good job of welcoming everybody. At the end of the cabaret, um, which I'm really glad I, I stayed around for, yeah. um, uh, this woman, I don't remember her name, um, but she, she sang a song. Yeah. And um, she sang an extremely spiritual, it was not a religious song, but it was an extremely spiritual song that everyone sang along with about like how much everyone there loves each other. Yeah. And like, and they want to like spread it out. And I was like, this is what I'm seeing right now is, is church. Like, people are coming together to, like, have, like, this is a lot more than... <laughs> yeah. There's just, there was a, a strong, like, uh, 
community vibe that went a lot deeper than oh we don't have anything else to do like or or we're just oh, here yeah. to see the 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 acts come in from out of town it was like no we're here because we're like we love each other yeah it's a really meaningful thing in a lot of people's lives yeah and i often feel implied love in <laughs> in in old time communities uh huh but I've never just just straight up seen it like explicitly say like we're here because we love each other. And I was like, oh my god, like this is like really powerful. I was like, is it okay that I'm here? <laughs> this is like very intimate, you know? Like, oh yeah, it's well, really cool. That's the. I mean, I'm glad you were there. It's me it's too. A, it's a cool <laughs> thing to invite people into. Yeah, Megan Paterka was the one who sang that song, and what a special moment it was. Yeah, I saw a lot of people wiping away tears. Yeah. It's really sweet. And I sure felt the same thing when they were presenting me with that award. It was like so much love in the room. I felt like just surrounded by, surrounded by, just really held by the community. And, and that's, I mean, I think it's, it is that kind of thing in a lot of people's lives. It's, uh, it's almost a, it's almost a, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I I feel a little hesitant comparing it to a to a spiritual community or or a worship community, but sure, it's a it definitely ha- partakes of some of that. I mean, it's something that really brings people together, and that's I feel like that's part of why sharing it is important. You know, trying to keep the keep the traditions alive and get other people excited about being a part of it. Well said. <laughs> uh, uh, let me get to D and. Let's play more uh, very community-minded uh, old-time music. All right. Spotted Pony. <laughs> For some reason, I always think the the A part is the other one. A lot of people have different different yeah. opinions about which one is the A part. Yeah. Let's start with the low part. Okay. <laughs> Here goes. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> oh man, that's the thing about chestnuts is like no, they they stop getting played, and then it's like oh I forget how fun that is to play. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we were we were playing that one last night and. And it's like, I think of it as like a, a sort of a beginner's fiddle tune. I mm-hmm. teach it all the time to beginning fiddle players. And, uh, and, but we played it last night in a jam session. We had such a great time playing it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it can be a great tune, Spotted Pony. That's also a really good square dance tune. I feel like you can really get going on that one um, for, for when you're playing for a square dance. And really, I, I think it can be a really good tune to dance to. Yeah. It's probably pretty easy to play it super fast. Yeah, it's totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you play for uh, square dances as well as, as contra dances? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, we've got regular contra dances here in Olympia three times a month, and square dances aren't as regular. But um, but sometimes when there is one, I wind up playing for it. I sure do like doing it. Hmm. So, yeah, what is the... Um, so, it's called an, the Oli Old Time Festival... Um, but when I was at the cabaret, I noticed a lot of different, um, fiddle traditions being represented. Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, and you're saying that there's a contra dance here in town. Like, um, obviously there's more going on. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some Irish jams and stuff. So like what else is going on in the community? Maybe you could also talk about the folk school. Like, I don't know. You have a folk school here. That's of note. Yeah. Yeah. The Arbutus folk school. Yeah. Well, let me, uh, there's a lot there, but yeah, what, yeah. what all is going on other than just, uh, all time Appalachian music, I guess is what I'm trying to ask. Yeah. Well, there's, there's great Irish music, um, in town and I play a lot of Irish music. I love, I love playing Irish fiddle. Um, and there's two jams a week um, oh in two Irish sessions a week in Olympia. And I go to one of them every week. There's a Tuesday night session. That's just that's a great. ton of fun. And, uh, and so there's that going on. And yeah, there's, there's the contra dance, which uh, I help organize the Olympia contra dance. Um, and uh, happens three times a month here. And, um, and I'm in one of, one of the, one of the, fourth Saturday of every month is the house band. Then I'm in, in the house band riffraff that plays the fourth Saturday of every month. And then yeah. we invite out of town bands usually for the first and second Saturdays. Um, but a lot of that kind of energy is happening. Yeah. There's a group of people that get together once a month to play Quebecois fiddle music. Um, and, uh, that's, Very cool. that's maybe the funnest jam of the month is because it only happens once a month and so uh-huh. everybody's so excited when the <laughs> when the time comes and and we play uh we play all our favorite quebecois tunes is there a lot of is there piano in quebecois music sometimes yeah yeah do you guys jam with like at a piano at a place uh, of the piano usually usually there is one and there's a there's one or maybe two yeah there's two people in town who play who play you know piano in that style awesome it's really cool very cool. There's also a klezmer jam that I go to. Wow, right on. And there's stuff that I don't even know about that I don't even go Olympia's to. Olympia's awesome. Yeah, Olympia's This is my really first cool. time here, and I'm so blown away by how much music is being played. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, there's a big bluegrass scene that I'm not really a part of. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah, there's there's all of these. Like, I think I see a lot is um, communities where there's so few people that play that they all sort of have to play... Um, they have to play um, everything uh-huh. at sort of like a mid-range level, you know, because like that's what they're able to do because there aren't enough people together. Right. But here it seems like, uh, yeah, just 
the idea that like there's there's so much going on that there could be an entire other music community you know mm-hmm. like you're already a part of like five five you can't like participate in them all because there's too much going on in this yeah. like little town yeah it's <laughs> awesome you know there's great there's great jazz in olympia too and olympia is known for its indie rock you know it's uh, we've got a history i, had, of... I didn't know that yeah, there, are yeah. there bands that come from here well sure yeah sleater kinney's a band oh, of and, course um, i saw the the road <laughs> right yeah sleater kinney yeah, road yeah. and yeah bikini kill i i think that i'm just naming off the ones that are sort of like the classic bands that olympia is supposedly famous for but yeah we had the riot girl scene in the early 90s and Damn. um and yeah a lot of a lot of uh a lot of indie rock came out of olympia got two two record labels kill rock stars and k records kill rock stars yeah <laughs> i had no idea that that was here right here in olympia interesting really cool so lots going on i think i like i it's interesting what you said about about trying to be a part of everything and yeah. you know may, maybe not being 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 sort of an amateur at everything or really specializing in one thing and i think I, it's cool that there's space for people to do either and i think there are there are people in this town who like really are just like totally focused on like just quebecois music for example just giving themselves over completely to that and most people are a little bit ecumenical about it but yeah i i I hope it didn't come across as derogatory in any sort of way no no (laughs) because i really i really like that too like when people um can move between different spaces musical code switching yeah totally (laughs) i think it can be a really good thing and i do plenty of it so it's awesome yeah all right should we do it yeah going up to hamburg going up to hamburg from that that classic uh source recording of the rug lifters the rug lifters (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a great album yeah i recommend it Thank you. 
such a great tune. Woo! It's so nasty. It's so good. Ah, <laughs> uh, going up to Hamburg. Very good. So, as we've been saying, uh, you teach fiddle. Yeah. Uh, in 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 the Olympia area, uh, but uh, you have room. For more. <laughs> sure, yeah. Get in touch with me if you want fiddle lessons. I yeah. Love, I love doing it. Yeah. Uh, let's talk. <laughs> I need some fiddle lessons. Oh, man. I come up. Yeah. yeah. This, uh, so lovely to have you. Thanks for giving away part of your Sunday. You're so your, welcome. This is totally fun. your festival time. Yeah. Well, um, the festival's over now. Well, it's yeah. all just decompression <laughs> from here on out. Yeah, this is a good decompression for me. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I uh, I feel really inspired by um, by you and and this this community and uh, you know since since I started doing old time music professionally, uh, it's really good to be reminded of like uh, how how powerful it can be. Uh-huh. It can be. Yeah. If if people uh, use it for <laughs> use it for good. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, really really beautiful. It's been really good to be here. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. What do you want to play for this last tune? Uh, oh, yeah. We were going to... Uh, I was thinking North Carolina Breakdown would be a fun one. I always think of North Carolina Breakdown during the Old Time Festival because <laughs> my friend Tom Paul's always down from Juneau, Alaska to, yeah. to visit the festival. So we always play this tune with him. Wonderful. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. <laughs>
Get at Jesse for lessons if you want to learn fiddle and you're in the Olympia area. As you now know, he's a great musician, and he's got heaps of teaching experience. Look him up on Facebook and shoot him a message. Just make sure to check the episode title for spelling. There's no I in Jesse. If you like Get Up in the Cool and want to make sure I keep making it, support the show on Patreon and get some exclusive rewards. Just go to getupinthecool.com and click Patreon. Thanks again to Elderly Instruments for all their support. You can visit Elderly Instruments online store at elderly.com. For any potential sponsors out there, I'll read ad copy for your music festival, camp, or whatever it is that you're selling. You can buy an ad spot by going to getupinthecool.com and clicking store. You'll get a pretty dramatic discount for buying three or more. I still have some room for other old-time schools and festivals in my schedule if anyone wants to hire me. You can reach me at getupinthecool at gmail.com. I can also teach banjo workshops and perform solo or band sets while I'm there. If you want to hang out with me twice a week, I have another podcast called Think Outside the Box Set. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts or boxset.website. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool. 